Tú nos dices que debemos sentarnos Pero las ideas solo pueden levantarnos Caminar, recorrer, no rendirse ni retroceder Ver, aprender como esponja absorbe Nadie sobre todos, faltan todos, suman todos Para todos, todo para nosotros Soñamos en grande que se cayó al imperio Lo gritamos algo, no queda más remedio Esto no es utopía, es alegre rebeldía Del baile de los que sobran de la danza de mi mía Levantarnos para decir ya vas Ni África ni América Latina se subas Un barro con casco con lápiz a patear el fiasco Provocar un social terremoto en este charco sunny morning in Phoenix. It is March 30th and uh, I slept for about 11 hours last night so I am raring to go and I got a bunch of stuff on my mind. This is going to be the first micro-sode so uh, even shorter than a mini-sode because I got to get to going to work pretty soon here. Um, I am still able to go to work. We are still practicing social distancing. We are takeout only. Business has slowed but not stopped so hopefully um, I can continue to go to work and uh, I, my heart just is like breaking for so many of my friends and people around the country that are um, not able to work right now and just have no income. And uh, of course, we don't really have a social safety net in this country at all. And the one $1,200 check that our rulers in Washington are going to send us sometime in May is not going to help anyone because uh, due to gentrification, everyone's rent is like, you know, more than $1,200. And uh, that's coming up due tomorrow or in two days. So, um, yeah, if you know, if you guys know people who are like cash workers or uh, undocumented workers or people that don't um, are not eligible for unemployment, 
um, help these people out because this is a really scary moment for a lot of folks. Uh, in addition to obviously everything else that's going on, all the uncertainty with the biological crisis, uh, the workers, the most vulnerable workers of our society right now are the ones that are really going to feel the hurt. And um, like I said, the $1,200 check that's going to come sometime in May is a drop in the bucket um, for folks. So uh, anyways, that said, um, I wanted to just basically touch on a couple quick points this morning. The first thing is, is that, um, so there recently, just yesterday, hold on, let me bring up this article real quick. Um, so they authorized, the FDA authorized uh, an emergency, granted an emergency authorization for two drugs, which are typically prescribed to treat malarial, malaria, <laughs> to be used as treatments for coronavirus. These two drugs are hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine. Um, now, if that, if, if that phonetically sounds kind of familiar to you, it's because uh, the, the main ingredient in those two drugs, the active ingredient, is quinine. And quinine, you will probably recognize as the ingredient that gives tonic water its slightly bitter taste. So here's some information about quinine for you and just a little PSA that we should all be drinking tonic water right now because it's a lot safer than these two malarial drugs that they, the FDA just threw on the market and it's going to be a lot cheaper as well. Malaria kills about 200 million individuals annually. So first just stop there and think about that for a second. I'm not making light of this health crisis. I know it's really scary for people and I know that there are a lot of people really suffering and I know there's a lot of folks uh, uh, who are in the risk group, the elderly people and folks who are chronically ill who, who are rightfully really worried about this thing, not making light of that. However, 200 million people die every year from malaria. 200 million. If you look at the death rate right now for COVID-19, even like the, the kind of like, initially it was like, oh God, there's going to be 2 million dead, dead in America. Now they're saying like probably about 100,000 to 200,000. I mean, these numbers are absurd and it's like anytime people pass on, it's, it's a tragedy and sad. Although I do believe that our souls are eternal and I think that people move on to uh, not necessarily a better place, but I think that we kind of like reconsolidate as light beings and um, this is not the end of the road for folks. So, but that said, 200 million people die every year from malaria. It's the result of a bodily infection by a single-celled parasi parasitic organism from the Plasmodium genus and causes fever, vomiting, chills, and body aches. There is some good news though. Malaria can be treated with quinine, the main component of tonic water. Quinine is isolated from the bark of the cinchona tree, which has been used for hundreds of years by groups like the Quechua people to treat maladies like shivers and diarrhea. In the 1700s, a Scottish doctor, George Cleghorn, discovered that quinine could be used to treat malaria. This quickly led to tonic water being drunk by British soldiers stationed in India to fight malaria. But as you may know, tonic water is quite bitter. So in the 1800s, soldiers took to adding first gin and eventually lemon and lime to their tonic water to hide the bitter flavor, thus inventing the classic gin and tonic. So, uh, quinine is, um, we already know that it, it cures, it helps to fight off malaria cures malaria, treats malaria. <laughs> I don't know why I'm tripping all over my words right now. But there's also all this evidence to suggest that quinine also 
similarly uh, fights off coronavirus, treats coronavirus, and possibly even can cure coronavirus. So thus far, I have not had any trouble finding tonic water. I don't think people realize right now that the, the, these two malarial drugs are actually just basically fancy words for tonic water. I guess I should do my little disclaimer so I don't get sued right now that I'm obviously not a medical professional and, uh, you know, but I'm just letting you know that maybe just for fun, you should maybe be drinking some tonic water right now. I'm drinking tonic water like, like crazy. I, I, uh, I'm getting like different brands of tonic water because I just, I find that some of them say contains quinine and some of them say is like quinine chlor, like these different type, different like little varietals of quinine. I think there's like, I think there's probably some quinine that's synthesized in a lab. So I really want like the real quinine that comes from the bark of the cinchona tree. So I try to find tonic water that says contains real quinine and then in the in ingredients it just says quinine. It doesn't say like quinine chloroclide or whatever. Um, so just straight up quinine and I've even been kind of having fun and getting like some super fancy artisan tonic water from Brooklyn. And I gotta tell you, it's pretty yummy. I, I've always liked tonic water, and of course I was an alcoholic for a long time, so I drank gin and tonic for a while. I was joking uh, with um, my uh, a, my friend who I also dated a long time ago, and when I was like total alcoholic, and I was like, remember when I used to always wax poetic about the medicinal benefits of quinine? Because I'd always be like, gotta drink my gin and tonic or quinine. But uh, so now I'm leaving out the gin, uh, still sober. Haven't started drinking because of the COVID thing, so just want to let you guys know. But I like tonic water. I like the way it tastes, and it is good for us right now. So everyone should be drinking tonic water. All right, that's the first thing I wanted to mention. Second thing I wanted to say is I just have to bring attention to some of the stuff that is happening right now behind the scenes. Our dear rulers, our awesome ruling class in Washington, D.C., is uh, up to no good passing all sorts of fun uh, little sneaky bills in uh, supposedly response to the COVID crisis, calling it stimulus, calling it a rescue bill. This is neither a stimulus nor a rescue bill. This is a massive corporate bailout. It is by orders of magnitude more intense, larger, and more catastrophic than the one in 2008 and 2009, and people really need to realize this. So they keep on saying, uh, you know, you read all the articles like the $2.2 trillion stimulus package. Uh, like I said, the only real protection, protection, the only <clears throat> little bullshit uh, uh, like bone that they throw to the working class is this one time payment of $1,200, which as I said, because gentrification is spiraling out of control because of foreign investment in real estate and blah, 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 blah. That's like not even going to cover people's rent for one month. It's a total joke. But this is not a 2.2 trillion. First off, we're dealing with trillions of dollars. One trillion dollars is a thousand billions. I mean, this is like, the, the, the quantities are staggering and I think almost like impossible for our minds to really wrap around. But so it's not a 2.2 trillion dollar stimulus. This is actually a 10 trillion dollar redistribution of wealth going from the working class to the 1%, to the ruling class. There's the $2.2 trillion of the stimulus thing that they're talking about in the papers. What they're not telling you is that the Fed is going to create out of thin air, because as Ben Bernanke said in 2009, it's just moving decimals around. They don't even have to print the money anymore. They literally just go into their little 
the, the central bank computer and they switch a couple decimals around and voila, we got trillions more dollars now. So the Fed is making $4 trillion in loans to businesses and they're also doing another $4 trillion for the insurance industry. So for some reason, like you have to go on like market websites to find this out. Like right now I'm, I'm on uh, marketwatch.com. Fed will make up to $4 trillion in loans to businesses to quote unquote rescue the U.S. economy. Mnuchin, Mnuchin, Steve Mnuchin um, says. And then there's the other $4 trillion to the insurance industry. And even within the $2.2 trillion quote unquote stimulus package, a lot of that is going to the airline industry. And it's a little bit misleading to say, it's tempting to be like, they're taking taxpayer money and giving it to the corporate state. It's not quite that simple. It's more that they are creating money out of thin air using this thing called quantitative easing, which I'm not an economist, but it seems like from the research I've done on it, it seems like this is like playing a real game of chicken with like global collapse of the economic system. Cause like you're just making money. And of course, anytime you print money, you, you run the risk of like runaway inflation. Well, they just printed literally $8 trillion in money. And like I said, $4 trillion is going to go to uh, quote-unquote loans to businesses, and then $4 trillion is going to the insurance industries. Man, it must be good to be working in the insurance industries, right? Every time there's a stimulus package or anything, American Care Act, it's all just ends up being just like this insane amount of money just being siphoned up into the ins insurance industries. You think that they would be a little bit more uh, relaxed with their dispersal of funds and they wouldn't require like lawyers to have to grapple with them every time someone you know needs a treatment for the pre-existing condition. Anyways, like I said, I slept for 11 hours last night so I'm kind of raring to go. But I really think it's important that people realize that this is not just a $2.2 trillion stimulus, it's actually a $10 trillion redistribution of wealth. What's happening is that there was a biological health crisis, the COVID-19. I'm not even gonna mention, I'm not right now in this microsode, I'm not gonna get into all the nitty gritty details of the numbers with the COVID-19. It's obviously scary for folks that totally get it. It's caused this biological crisis. So the economy tanks. Now, interestingly enough, in January of 2020, the most CEOs stepped down in that month than in the history than in history, than in the history, than in history. It was the most CEOs stepped down in January 2020, and before that, in 2019, was the uh, the most CEOs stepping down in one year. So you have all these CEOs stepping down right before this. Also, all the insider trading going on in Washington among our dear leaders, the rulers, uh, these senators and fucking assholes who are <laughs> dumping all their stocks before the public was made aware of how serious this crisis was going to be. So what did these people know? I think we should be asking ourselves that. But what, what this is making just so apparent is that our, the ruling class, they sit on a laundry list of like a wish list of economic priorities. It's like what they call ideas laying around. They wait until there is a crisis and then they, use, they leverage the crisis to pass their laundry list of economic priorities, which always ends up being um, a theft of assets and a redistribution of wealth upwards from the working class up to the 1%. Which is, so the crisis occurs, COVID-19 hits, the economy tanks. Assets then are depressed. So what the Fed does is it just creates all this money out of thin air, it distributes it to people who are connected with the government, politicians, corporate state, whatnot, 
then they can buy up all the cheap assets while they're depressed. Then once the crisis passes, America starts to recover, then these folks have all the new assets. They have all the assets now. So it's basically like if, if you uh, have a house and your house uh, for some reason like drops 90% in value, then it'd be the equivalent of the bank giving uh, Joe, uh, Joe corporate a bunch of money to buy your house when it's only worth 10% of the, of the previous value, then waiting until the uh, market recovers and it's back to its original value or even worth more than it was originally and then selling it back to you again. So then you have to again pay for that other additional 90% that you lost. That's kind of what's happening here, but on like a countrywide, nationwide, global, actually global scale. This is, this is a generational event. This is going to realign the economy for the decades to come. And if you remember back in 2008, 2009, it took like nine months for them to like ham and haw and fight and battle over the stimulus. This time that worked so well in 2009 and they also then they had like a blueprint to follow. So this time they did not mess around. The crisis hit and it only took about a week for this $10 trillion theft of assets redistribution of wealth. So basically folks, this is a scorched earth class war and we need to start using this verbiage this is class conflict class war and we need to right now the elites have brought the war to us we've been too busy working trying to survive trying to take care of our families and um they've brought the war to us and so i know right now everyone is sheltering in place quarantined freaked out just in fight or flight i totally understand that but this crisis will pass, and once this crisis, the biological health crisis passes, then we have a brand new crisis to take on, which is this class war that was just ramped up immensely just in the past week with this $10 trillion giveaway to the corporate state and the ruling class. So everybody, get your yellow vests ready, start game planning, and we are gonna come together after this crisis is done, we are gonna gather in the streets and we are going to create the largest protest movement the world has ever seen. And we are going to force, force the redistribution of wealth. We're not gonna get any help from our quote unquote leaders, I'll tell you that much. So we're gonna have to do it ourselves. But I have so much faith in you guys. I have faith in humanity, I have faith in the world. It's gonna be a global movement of the working class to take back what is rightfully ours uh, from the the rulers that are siphoning the money away from us and wait for crises like this to like you know to really make the move um, so like I said this unfortunately this is gonna have ripples that are gonna extend out for decades this is a realigning of the economy um, it's gonna make it harder for people to get by it's gonna be harder for people to like accumulate wealth if they don't already have wealth um, and we need to pay attention. We need to know what's going on. So anytime you hear someone say 2.2 trillion, you can correct them and say, actually, it was a $10 trillion giveaway. The Fed made $4 trillion in loans, and they made $4 trillion to the insurance industry. And what does the working class get? A one-time payment of $1,200 coming maybe sometime in May. So does that sound even to you? Um, all right, everyone, this is uh, my little microsode for today. I'm going to post this right now, and uh, I 
I know that I was a little bit frantic and frenzied. That's what happens when I get 11 hours of sleep, but um, I'll be back. Uh, the next episode I'm gonna post is gonna be part two of conquering the pandemic of fear. That's coming out real soon. And um, take care of yourselves. I, I send lots of love and good wishes to you guys. Uh, make sure that you, you know, take some time away from the news, away from the articles, and uh, really dedicate some resources to self-care and keeping calm and balanced and drink your tonic water, get lots of sleep, take care of yourselves. I love you guys. I'll talk to you later. Siempre fue derecha, me da la sospecha que tú te aprovechas Tú nada cosecha ni prende la mecha Y ahí con tu escuela no te prendo vela Baja y escucha, escucha la lucha descafeinado Tremenda trucha, ya no hay excusa para ser blanducha No se me confunda, buena capucha Papacay, ¿cómo estás? No necesito estar high Este sistema se cae, cae si tú no compras Papacay, ¿cómo estás? No necesito estar high Este sistema se cae, cae si tú no compras El amigo de todo, no amigo de nadie Cántalo suave, lucha de clase Cómo se hace la clave y el pase la llave para que todo esto se acabe Todo se cae, todo se sabe Ir a Kaiti, Chile combate A liberar este mundo completo si tocan a uno
todos los fragmentos que estaban quebrados El mirar encorvado, el puño cerrado No tengo nada, pero nada suma En este charco, mandíbula marcada Palabra preparada, cada letra afilada Hasta la cresta de la oleada Sin pena ni gloria, escribir esta historia El tema no es caerse, levantarse Es la victoria, venir de vuelta Abrir la puerta, estar resuelta, estar alerta Sacar la voz que estaba muerta Y hacer la orquesta, caminar Seguro, libre, sin temor Respirar y sacar la voz Liberarse de todo el pudor Tomar de las riendas, no rendirse al opresor Caminar, erguido sin temor Respirar y sacar la voz Pensando en sacar la voz 